0: and here we go it's the game that we all knew would someday arrive in an orange bowl that we hoped we wouldn't have to play in but it is what it is and what will always be known as the biggest snub in college football history the biggest travesty of justice in college football history and i ain't talking about florida state anyone with a brain that work knows they ain't a top four team no matter who their quarterback is so i'm not talking about them i'm talking about the team that won back to back natties the team that won 29 straight games the team that was ranked number one in more polls and for more weeks than I can count. And barely lost in an SEC championship game by three points. Lost it by one erroneous, horrendous officiating error. And then was inexplicably and arbitrarily, once again, erroneously moved back to number six. And that team is of course UGA, the University of Georgia. And we are still the two-time defending champions. So here's what we did and here's what we're gonna do. What we did uh, was assemble the number one recruiting class, a historic class because it is ranked higher than any class ever and if that wasn't enough, Kirby pillaged the portal. Want a running back? Boom. He picks up ETN from Florida. Want a receiver or maybe two? Bang. He scoops one up from Bandy and another one from the Canes. Is it a D lineman that you want? Pow. He picks one off from the Cox. And coaches like, I don't know, Billy Napier from Florida? These guys, they work the portal like the fattest guy at the Golden Corral Buffet waiting for the waitress to dump out some fresh, fresh in quotes, if you can't see me, crab claws. And these crab claws are fresh, like fresh, like a two-year-old's diaper after his first McDonald's happy meal. Meanwhile, and all the while, Kirby re-recruits his roster, his entire roster, a roster that's in a constant state of motion between the transfer portal and guys going to the national football league where he has to do things like tactfully show five stars that maybe there's greener pastures elsewhere because he knows that they may not get playing time in the future because of its constant roster upgrades. What does Kirby also do? He also controls the narrative, controls the narrative when poetic attention seeking, attention whores, actually attention seeking quarterback whores. Like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know who writes poetry. Isn't an attention seeking whore quarterback. Who might that be? I don't know. You might know, but what he might do in that instance is right. When that happens, announce that Beck is actually staying. And then he might announce that Bolden has flipped from FSU to us. And I find it very interesting. The timing of Bolden's flip. Shockingly interesting. Dylan Ravioli and Bolden were high school teammates at Beaufort, as you probably know. Ravioli decommits and then magically Bolden is back in play instantly. Is it possible that Bolden didn't want to spend any more time in a locker room with Ravioli? I submit that it's not only possible, it's highly likely. Now, That's what Kirby and his crew did. They kept winning. And here's what's gonna happen. As expected, we will destroy FSU. They'll make every excuse imaginable. Jordan Travis is out. Our second string quarterback hit the portal. Our good players have opted out. Our feelings are still hurt over the CFP. We're distracted because we're trying to leave the ACC, the acutely crappy conference. Then Alabama will beat Michigan by more than three points and Texas will beat Washington easily. And then Alabama will beat Texas, beat them by double digits to win the natty. And then everyone will all of a sudden say, golly gee whiz, I guess Georgia actually was one of the four best teams. And it'll be too late, of course. And we'll finish ranked fourth or third or possibly even second and as bitter as I am and will always be over how ridiculously and how unfairly and how how erroneously we got screwed, the glasses have full part is it's never gonna happen again because with a 12-team playoff, a Kirby Smart-led Bulldog team will never be left out again. So I am thrilled that we are finally able to coordinate schedules so that we can have my friend and world-renowned photographer, Rob Say, join us. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing great,
1: Mad Dog. Appreciate you having me on, man. It's been a long, we've been talking about it for a couple of years, so I'm, uh, I'm glad that we're able to do it here as the new year goes. And we're getting on the eve of the uh, Orange Bowl, which should hopefully be a, a big win down there. So I'm headed and- down in the morning.
0: And, and for people who may think you don't know, Rob, actually, as a dog fan, you do, and you've seen his pictures because you've seen his pictures on the cover of Bulldog Illustrated more times than you can count. And if you have gone to the, uh, hotel Indigo in Athens, he's got a, a whole, uh, not display. What's the right word for that? A show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They let, you yeah, know, Barry Rutherford and, uh, and Rick fine and Jim price and, uh, Addie, the, who runs the hotel they let me do a gallery of my photos this fall and it ran from uh, uh august 15th through december i just took it down a couple weeks ago so they'll put something else seasonally in there but uh for all intents and purposes and everything i've heard it was a great success everybody enjoyed it, it i think it, the timing was great to have it during football season and uh people you know enjoyed seeing it i hear so but the uh, feedback was great i'm uh, really Excited to have done that. That was the first in my f- photographic career to be able to have a gallery. So it's, uh, it's an exciting thing for uh, for an artist, <laughs> if you would.
0: Gallery was the word I was looking for. Um, yeah. And it was it was amazing. I'm so glad that I got to see it. Uh, so many just, you know, iconic photos of like the Keeley Ringo catch that you caught you know, of him at at the apex that I have in my office. And then aside from all these iconic photos were kind of like, you know, insider photos that you had uh, with Stetson, as you were his personal photographer throughout his journey and just really cool stuff. And Georgia photos are just the tip of the iceberg with you and a very long career. But before we get into that, if people want to purchase any of these photos how do they get them
1: yeah so it's kind of a an interesting situation on that uh, you know funny that you just had Stephen farmer on there so so we're working on the the photos thing right now as far as the nil has kind of made it a uh, a gray area so i'm hoping frankly to, to work with steven and the classic collective to figure that out so right now it's kind of you know we we, we came from a, a time when we actually couldn't sell our photos and that it has to do right along with the kids not being able to make any money off their images and so now that that's changed um we're still working through that so hopefully there'll be a good answer for that soon in the new year um as far as my photos but i i did have one which is over my shoulder here that my son painted which is uh was kind of one of the bit, probably the biggest win of our uh, of the gallery because uh, my son painted a, this painting of Ugga uh, and Harry Dog, and it took off. The hotel bought it for the original, and they put it permanently in the hotel. And then I am selling prints of that for $100 for 11 by 14s We've sold quite a few, so it's been a great deal for him. It's kind of his first you know, exploration into painting. And uh, if he's young, he's not even 20 yet. And uh, so that's been the big item that I've been trying to push, so to speak, and selling on Facebook to my friends and everybody. And then on that, you know, if you can find me on Facebook or or Instagram um, and uh, or, you know, just call me or text me and I can give those when we have before we hang up and, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, happy to work with anybody. If there are some images that you may want, you know, get in touch with me and we'll see what we can do.
0: And speaking of Facebook, find Rob on Facebook. It's Rob Say, S-A-Y-E, and he posts the coolest pictures of all these famous people that he's gotten to be friends with over the years and gotten pictures with. I mean, more than I can even name. But there's one I definitely want to cover with you, and that's Jack Nicholas and your relationship with Jack.
1: Okay, well, that's uh, been a blessing uh, like none other, really. It's it's kind of the thing I keep telling people. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to wake up one day and it never happened because I was a huge Jack Nicholas fan my whole life. I mean, he was my my idol from a, you know I'm a golf golfer and uh, you know just Jack has always been my my guy. And by the grace of God, um, I was watching TV one uh, in 2013, and he came on and. Dan Hicks and he started talking about an event they were going to do in Atlanta. And uh, I work with uh, Score Atlanta as one of my, uh, I.J. Rosenberg and Score Atlanta is kind of part of my journey on how I got to, to be a, uh, sports photographer, and um, I called and said, hey, I want to come cover this event. It was called the uh, John Wooden Citizenship Award, and this is, I'll try to make this compact story, but um, went down there and was blessed to meet Mr. Nicholas, uh, showed him a picture of me and him from 1984 at the Masters, and he just kind of went crazy over that, and then uh, met Scott Tolley, who was his VP of communications and just built a relationship with Scott over time. And, uh, coach Dooley was at that event. Um, and, uh, it was just a, a really great event. And then eventually I go to the masters every year. I've been blessed to go 41 years in a row. And, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back so,
0: up, back up, back up, back up. Say that again. And how
1: many years I, in a row to the masters? 40, 41 in a row. So I've, the only one I missed was the one that everybody missed was the COVID uh, fall masters when even the wives couldn't go, but I started right, in 19. 19-
0: hold, on, hold, on. Okay. hold on. I want to interject one thing, quick and we'll get back to Jack. How many, how many world's largest outdoor cocktail parties have you been to in a row?
1: Uh, 46 in a row.
0: Yeah, okay. Those are my right. two
1: streets. Yeah. And that, I did that, make that during COVID year. So yeah,
0: that's, an, that's okay. An, that's insane. All right. Back to Jack.
1: Okay. So, so Jack on the Jack one, um, uh, so anyway, I, I was, I took some pictures of the 2015, uh, par three and sent them to Scott. Scott said, thanks, you know, we can't get a credential, which is kind of crazy. Cause Jack's, you know, six time winner and he's a member, but and also their photographer has been with them for a long time, but the pictures they want, you know, they don't need any more pictures of Jack. They want pictures of, the kids that were his, meaning his grandchildren that were caddying for him. And so Scott said, Hey, you know, we just kind of came to an an agreement. Let's try it in 2016. And so 2016, I showed up on the first tee and we, me and a a guy that was photographing for uh, named Bo Wood, that was photographing for Gary player. We just took off with him and walked with him and we got in trouble for being again, not, you're not supposed to be inside the ropes as a photographer at the masters it's the only golf tournament where they don't allow any photographers inside the ropes and they mean that even on the par three but we were getting away with it that day uh, a couple years later they corrected us and made us go outside the ropes but uh, <laughs> 2016 i shot for in 2017 we got rained out 2018 uh, was the magical time when his grandson gt made a hole in one on number nine and that was just one of the most unbelievable moments and i was fortunate enough and Blessed enough to capture everything from him hitting the tee shot to the ball going in the hole, and Jack saying it's his number one memory to Tom Rinaldi, which is I've been able to build a relationship with Tom from that picture, and uh, so any it, it was just a great time, and that kind of solidified me that they let me in, they invited me into the cabin that, that for that that day, and then 2019 um, I they same thing and uh, they got to go in the cabin and hang out. Then we had a couple of COVID years, and then 2021 he stopped playing in the par three and i thought it was kind of over but we ended up doing some things we we got to ride down magnolia lane with him barbara who was just she's phenomenal and uh we were on the set at uh, the um, espn set which was really cool and uh also went up uh, i don't know if i'm supposed to say this but we went into a special room <laughs> at, at the clubhouse that uh i was not allowed to show pictures from but we did a a, uh, a uh, an interview on the front porch of of Augusta when Jack sat there and talked about the 86 masters, which is my favorite, the, you know, the back nine, when he came right. back and won that. And right. then uh, from that, I ended up going to Scotland with him in 2022 when Jack got the Citizen of St. Andrews is a, a uh, an honor that's only been bestowed to three Americans. Jack was the third. The others were Bobby Jones and uh, in the late 50s. And then uh, Benjamin Franklin re- received the first one. So <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty heavy duty group. And I got to go over there and it was just, it was phenomenal. It was the 150th Open. At St. Andrews, and yeah, you know, we just had a blast. And uh, I ended up, you know, we, we took a bunch of pictures on the Swilkin Bridge with Jack and the family. And then uh, he had his whole family there, that's why I was there to photograph the family and uh, Tiger Woods and Rory McElroy, all these guys. So we ended up all taking pictures with him on the Swilkin Bridge. And uh, I ended up being the last guy on the Swilkin Bridge and I with Jack and there, I. I definitely don't deserve, I, I have no business being that guy, but somebody had to do it, you know? So, um, but it's been an unbelievable relationship and, uh, you know, I look forward to being at the masters with them. I, I was there this year with them. And, uh, you know, hopefully next year and years to come, but it's just been surreal. They're fantastic people. Scott Tolly's a gr- great guy. I've got another whole family and, uh, it's just one of those relationships that you never would have thought would happen and just got blessed. And, uh, you know, like I say, I keep thinking I'll wake up and it never happened.
0: So, Man, that is, that is so cool. And, and, and you know, that's coming from a guy who's got a really cool job, right? I mean, you get to <laughs> take pic- all these pictures with all these famous people, accomplished well, athletes.
2: Well,
1: like I tell kids and I tell my son, I said, it's not. I'm not an overnight success if I'm a success at all. It's one of those things that, you know, it took time. I've been photographing Georgia for 17 years. A lot of those celebrities that I've met, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm friends with them by any means. I just got to meet them and get a picture with them. But I've always enjoyed, you know, getting a chance to meet successful people. And, you know, hopefully I can glean something from that, you know, that interaction that, you know, would uh, would help me as strive to do better. And that's what I've always kind of been attracted to that. I don't know if it's, you know, if it's, uh, you know, stargazing or whatever you want to call it, but, uh, but it's been great. And you realize that these guys put their pants and ladies put their pants on just like we do. And, uh, you know, they've just been able to do something extraordinary with their lives and, uh, you know, whether it's through skill or, you know, mostly hard work. And I think that's the lesson that, uh, you know, all these people that are very successful, you know, they they were just like you and me and they just, you know, but they put in the hard work and they, and they. And they became successful because of, you know, determination and that kind of thing. So that's what I've kind of gleamed out of it. But I've been fortunate. You know, I met uh, quite a few people like Muhammad Ali and Pele and some of the greats. And, you know, this thing with Jack is just surreal, frankly.
0: You've also seen some incredible music. And we were talking one time and we're, you know, everybody was bragging about the concerts that they'd (laughs) seen. And you made it wasn't a boast. It wasn't a claim. It was what had really happened. And I'm you'll help me to remember this, but you have seen Elvis, you have seen Frank Sinatra. And can you remember who the other ones were on your list of? Yeah. I mean, I got
1: blessed. My parents took me and my brother and we didn't want to go, but we, we, we kind of fought going, but they took us to see Elvis in 73 at the Omni. And it was just the most unbelievable thing. It was my first concert. I was, I was, uh, 12 years old and, uh, that are 13, I guess. And it was just phenomenal. And then I made, I've just always been a big Sinatra fan. So I got to see him about five times and, uh, you know, try to see all the big ones. I took my son, uh, who just actually just walked out the door. Um, I took him to see, um, the Eagles before going for, I passed away and, uh, took him to see Springsteen who I've seen a bunch of times. And, uh, um, who else? Uh, we saw Paul McCartney, been able to see him quite a few times, and we went to see the Stones too. So, you yeah, know, I've been fortunate to see the Stones about five times and hope to see them again when they come. So, yeah, I've always enjoyed. Just saw the Eagles, you know, thanks to one of our really good friends. I was on the second row for the Eagles just a couple of weeks ago, and that was really surreal. That was was incredible. that
0: a, Was that a John Neal special?
1: That was a John Neal special, our good friend. That's how we met. I met Mad Dog through my good friend John Neal, who uh, maybe right. a little under the weather right now. So we wish him the best. Yes, thoughts he's and one prayers. One of the greatest John. guys you ever meet in your life. And, uh, Absolutely, extremely generous man and just a fantastic guy. So really wishing him the best and hope he feels better soon.
0: Now we don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. He's not dying.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. He's good. He's good. We just, you know, he just, he just, I just know he's a little bit but not feeling yes. great today.
0: Yes, yeah um okay so that but there were some other ones that were like crazy elite top shelf frank sinatra elvis level folks that you saw like Back in the '73 yeah. time frame, yeah, I'm a big
1: Steely Dan fan. I mean, they're they're kind of my favorite yep. band. But um, but I saw you know back in the day we saw Kiss and Aerosmith and you know I started going to I grew up in Atlanta in uh, DeKalb County and went to Clarkston High School and you know we were concerts were the big thing to do. So I've still got the T-shirts from. I mean, I can't put my leg in them really. You know, it's <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> it's kind of I can't believe I was ever that size. But um, but it's you know Aerosmith and Kiss and you know guys bad company and did you you see the bgs did you see the bgs never saw the bgs you (sighs) know there's a couple there's a couple i didn't see i missed michael jackson that's kind of a crazy story. But, um, but you know, some of the greats, I, I you know, that uh, that were around. But, I uh, you know, I saw a lot of – most of all the big bands back in those days, you know, I, I got a chance to see those guys. So that's like that T-shirt where we say we're old, but we got to see all the great great uh, bands,
0: you know. Well, so. yeah, I mean, you're at a party, and people are bragging about shows they've seen. And, you know, you, you throw Sinatra and Elvis out there, and you kind of – you, you drop the mic because nobody
1: to top that. a lot of these, yeah, yeah. My kid would go. You know, I, I don't know. He just went to U two with his my with his mom the uh, uh, last weekend. They went to see them uh, in Vegas at that uh-huh. sphere. So he right. that did go up to his, you know, to his favorite concert of all time. But obviously, that's a lot of the, you know, the special effects was a big part of that too. But apparently, that's a a, a must see type thing. You know, so
0: that's what I've heard.
1: Yeah. It was great, but yeah, Sinatra. I'm a big Sinatra fan. I always was, and was blessed to see him five times. You know, in in uh, in the day, a lot at Chastain and all that. So,
0: if you don't like Sinatra, that's un-American.
1: It should be, yeah. It should I be. Mean, you should lose your card, yeah. So,
0: all right, <laughs> all right. Elvis was this like bigger, like disco Elvis? No, it
1: was it was top of his game. It's it, it was the Aloha from Hawaii tour. So, I would tell you if you want to see one. Elvis concert rent or you know google or you know youtube the aloha from hawaii which at the time was the most watched television show in the world it was satellite it was the it was early they were pitching it because it was satellite which was new and big in 73 and uh that but that was his tour so he did the same you know he he did it in hawaii in honolulu and then he toured the country or the world doing the same show in the same you know exact same show so that he i saw the same show he did and it was just surreal i mean when he came out he, he was we were sitting on the side of the stage and he came out down below us in the white jumpsuit Play they were playing 2001 space odyssey music yeah. and then the, then they cut into cc rider when he got up there and it was just i mean I, i've never seen anything like it. i mean it still sits in my head you know now you know over 50 years later which is hard to believe and it's still you know it would be the if i if i could go back and see one show again that would be it
0: with that well, you've just inspired me with a great idea that's what I should do I've got a new TV I should go and just rent that that show definitely watch it
1: it's, it's it's phenomenal I haven't seen it in years you are gonna make me I'm gonna have to do it when I get back from uh, Miami and watch it again so
0: so you're headed to the Orange Bowl how do you feel
1: feel great. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm just, you know, it's like we were talking earlier, you know, I was talking, I had lunch with some of my fraternity brothers today and we were all sitting around going, you know, we're spoiled because, you know, a couple of years ago, if we were going to the Orange Bowl, there'd be the whole dog nation would be heading to Miami. And now people are like, you know, well, it's, you know, we we're not in the playoffs, so I'm not going. So, you know, I, I, am excited because it's the orange bowl. It's one of the big bowls. I mean, I've always wanted to shoot that game. I got to shoot it a couple of years ago. Of course, you know, the stakes were higher then, but uh, you know, it's a bowl game. It's in Miami and uh, it's one of the great ones of all time. And, uh, you know, and I feel good about the team. I'm excited that Carson's back and, uh, I'm just. I feel like we're gonna. You know, I I, I'd be shocked if we don't roll them big with all the people that. You know, as you just were talking about, just in your last uh, guest with uh, all the people they have out. You know, they're even their backup quarterbacks not playing. So um, I expect us to come up and show out. And that one tidbit you you um, put in about the the seniors being able to walk out with the most wins of anybody if they win this game, that should be inspiration enough. And I just think we're a much better team and probably should have been in the playoff if they had picked the best four, but it was a crazy year.
0: It was, it was. And and I don't want to uh, skip over this. I want to make sure everybody knows that you graduated from Georgia. You were just talking about your fraternity yeah. brothers. that You're real tight with, I know, because you're always yep. getting together with them what years were
1: you at Georgia? Okay. I graduated, I, I was 77 to 81. I graduated high school in 77 from Clarkston. Then I went to Georgia and, uh, kind of hung out for a couple years and kind of, you know, real honestly was kind of lost. I mean, I was still having fun, but, um, I made a big decision and to be a pledge at the Pi Cap Alpha fraternity in, uh, In the fall or the spring of my sophomore year, and it just turned out to be the best decision. Those are my, you know, some of my lifelong best friends. I was blessed to be pledge trainer and then president my senior year. So, you know, I kind of tell people I majored in finance, but I tell people I majored in fraternity because I was, uh, (laughs) it it was really what I did my last year. And it was, uh, we had a house on Lumpkin street, which is now gone long gone. And, uh, but uh, it was incredible times. Um, You know, we won the national championship. The fall of 80, we won the national championship. I had a, Beautiful girlfriend, and we were, and we and, and uh, Ronald Reagan got elected president. We won, and, and Herschel Walker was a freshman, and I got elected president of my fraternity. And it was, uh, it's, I, I jokingly say my life's been downhill ever since. You know,
0: well, I mean, what you just described, it's would bit it hard to top that. I mean, I'm trying it, to just even I'm trying to fathom and digest it's, what you just told me. It was a good, it was a 1980, good 1980. You're president of your fraternity, you're in Athens. You got Herschel Walker. You're winning a national championship with a beautiful girlfriend. I mean, it was great times, man. What was it like? like? Just were you just sitting there? Did you realize at the time? Yeah, you you, at the time. Yeah, you you tried to. I mean, I certainly realized the
1: dream. Well, you know, being me being president of a fraternity, if you'd know, if you'd known where I was two years before that was is about the odds of me being on the swoken bridge with jack nicholas too you know it's just one right. of those things that it just was i was very blessed and you know at the right time right place there were several guys that probably could have been president if they had wanted to run and they didn't and you know everything just the stars have to align for you but it was a uh it was it was just a magical time man it was great i mean you know with the uh yeah you know, I, I can't even say enough about how fun it was um it was just you know and and it made the special relationships like i said we sat today there were six of us got together today that were buddies you know we've been friends for 45 years now you know 46 years and uh and it's just been you know we stay in touch and it's been uh it's just been a great you know blessing but it was it was big time back in georgia that was those were what we called the glory days yeah you know? and now you know we're in the next glory days you know for uh as far as football goes and probably uh, you know, probably even better, but, uh, but it was cool. You know, for me winning that we, we were in, I was in new Orleans when we won the national championship in 1980. And, uh, I went to every game that year, except for my, I had, I had been working at out at, uh, the, um, uh, I'd been concrete uh, or waterproofing concrete at the airport on the parking decks that everybody parks at, they were just building those in the, in the summer of 80 and I got a lung infection and my mom would not let me go to Knoxville. And so I missed Herschel's debut, but I went oh. to Yeah, I know it's killer. So, uh, but I listened to Larry Munson. It wasn't on TV either. So, I did right. get sit in my room by myself in my house in Stone Mountain and listen to Larry Munson here call it. So, you know, that was a pretty good consolation since of not being there. But then I went to every other game that year and, uh, you know, that uh, 1981, you know, it was January 1st, 81 was the Sugar Bowl. And, you know, we, we you people have seen the pictures, but we, we flooded the field and, you know, just it was, we just, I mean, it was, it was surreal too. You know, it was a great, you know, we, we beat Notre Dame. So, you know, it was cool because I got to get my picture made on the 50-yard on the line, 41 years apart from the national championship. And uh, that was just, you know, so 2021 will always be so magical to me. Last year was fantastic. I mean, it was an unbelievable run. But uh, 2021 still will always be special because that was 40 years, 41 years after the one that I uh, was fortunate enough to be in school at the time.
0: Okay, speaking of special – moments during that time world's largest outdoor cocktail party lindsey scott that play where were you in the stadium what happened i mean tell me what that was uh, like
1: well i was i went down there with my buddy uh, one of the guys i was with today and his girlfriend and me and my girlfriend who i mentioned earlier and uh, we were staying at the uh, we stayed our we always stayed at the uh, Days in by the airport uh, out on, on, uh, at, in Jacksonville. It was kind of a, I don't know who, who got the rooms, but somebody from the Pikes had started getting the rooms there years before. So we stayed out there and we went to the game and tailgated and we were sitting in the end zone. Um, Lindsay ran right to us. We were in the corner of the end zone. So it was, are you uh, kidding I mean, me? It was, a hold on,
0: time 40. out. No so lindsey scott is running to you in your corner yeah. of the end zone
1: yeah he he. all the craziness of the people jumping around and you know all the cheerleaders and everybody happened right down below us in the old gator bowl which was you know it did it was a bowl you know it didn't have any yeah. upper decks you know and uh yeah and it was rickety you know it was it was made with iron and stuff and it really would rock and things. And uh, yeah, he ran right at us. You know, it was just, it was, it was, it was just, I mean, I don't know what you can say about that. That's, that's still to me, gotta be and i know put you know the keely ringo interception which i was fortunate to capture was you know pretty cool but uh and 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 one of the greatest moments ever without question i mean it always will be but that lindsey scott play i mean that was just if you were in the stadium and you knew and you hear the months and call and all that it was just i still think it's the greatest play in georgia history and you know in my opinion it always will be because that was spring without that we don't win that 1980 national championship right we don't right, right. You know, and, and we were, you know, it was third down and eight, you know, we were, they were on the other end of the field. It was on, you know, they were on the eight, we were on the eight, I think, or the seven or something. And it was just, it looked bad, man. I mean, it was bad. And uh, back then that those games were, it was nasty between the fans. I mean, it was really, Uh it was hostile you know, back in those days. I mean, it's a lot calmer today than it used to be, but it was, it was crazy. So you did not want to lose those games. And I was fortunate if I went, I started going in 78. So I won, uh, we won the first, um, what first six I went to and, uh, 10 out of the first 12. And then Mr. You know, the, the OBC they call him came to, uh, came to, uh, Florida, and that changed. And then, uh, fortunately, yeah, we got I don't,
0: I don't want to talk to him. I want to go back to the Lindsey Scott play. As you're seeing yeah. him, did you grab your girlfriend and start making out while he's in the stadium? <laughs> out? I, I, I just, I probably
1: soon afterwards. I hope you know there were certainly some celebrations <laughs> amongst all of us. But uh, it was, I mean, just, you know, I think drink, I mean, drinks were flying, and it's you know, I, I it was it was just insane. I mean, it was just because. You know just like larry said it's a mirror you know it was a mirror i mean it was just you know you, you never would have i mean it's it's an unbelievable experience i mean the only thing that has been close to that that i got to see and it's not and it's still below it to me because i'm so much more tied into the georgia than the brace but the sid bream play you know that right play but i was there for that and that was that baseball wise that was the coolest but but this you know i mean it just b- really blessed to have been there with you know and and be. it was just an unbelievable weekend and i, th- I got elected president of fraternity on monday night afterwards so that worked out pretty pretty good weekend you know so, i mean yeah. i would
0: think you're you're there with your girlfriend and lindsey scott scores i mean are you at that point thinking well maybe she's the one maybe i should just <laughs> approach right here this I is, it. She, this she is i'm never gonna have a moment like this this is it
1: It was great. It was just a great time. And yeah, we were all, it was just one of those incredible uh, experiences that I've been blessed to, to have and just, you know, being a part of the Georgia nation. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a Georgia bulldog, bulldog born and bred. My, my parents met at Georgia. My dad's from Athens. My uncle Bill played for Georgia in the fifties and actually ran the Wally's boys, which is the guys that played all the guys that played for Wally butts. My uncle was the kind of the, I, I don't know. You wouldn't, he, he didn't have a title as president, but he basically was the president of that group with he and Warren Smith ran that till he passed away in 2019. So, you know, I was born in Athens. I was always going to, my grandparents lived there. So I always went there on vacations, you know, not vacations, but during the summer I'd go visit my grandparents. So, um, you know, it was, uh, my whole life was, you know, all about, you know, Athens has always been Mecca to me and I've been really fortunate to be, you know, a part of the dog nation. And now to be able to contribute just a little bit, you know, Know some photos of uh, of this great run has been, uh, it's been a real, you know, blessing too. And, uh, you know, so a lot of that comes, I quit drinking in 06. So that, uh, you know, I think I've meant, you know, you know that. So, um, so one of those things that, you know, if you got a problem, you know, I would, uh, Tell everybody, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to address it. I did that in 2006. And frankly, none of what I've got today or none of this photography or me talking to Mad Dog here or the gallery or any of that would have happened if I hadn't. So um, I've been blessed by that, you know, to be able to, you know, be uh, sober for 17 years. And that's been uh, something that uh, I would encourage anybody that's struggling with any type of issue to to go um, get help if you need it.
0: Well, you're, I don't even know where to start with all that. So I'll, I'll yeah. just stream of consciousness. First of all, um, you're, you're very humble to say that you've contributed a little bit cause you've contributed a lot and it's, well, it's so that. awesome to see your success and your humility with that success and, and, you know, where you give your credit and, you know, getting sober and, and how that changed things. And, you know, you can't argue with the results that have occurred since you did that and your great success. And it's just so cool to see, you know, all these things, all these great things happen, you know, to you, for you, that you've made happen and see all these, you know, I, I keep saying it, but these iconic pictures and, and images that you put out there for everybody in the dog nation, and, and man, I, I can't say thank you enough. And, you know, just getting to know you and, and uh, as we've made this second run of the glory days has just been awesome.
1: Well, you're you know, it's been that's been one of the great things about, you know, kind of, re, you know, re, rekindling a friendship with John that I started years ago. And then, you know, getting closer and, you know, doing some pretty cool traveling with you and getting to know you. And you're you're just doing a great job. I mean, this this thing is taking off and I, I just see it. Continuing to, to rise, and I appreciate everything you said. I mean, one of the things for me is, you know, I photograph with a lot of talented guys, and I'm definitely not the best photographer down there. You know, I probably got the biggest mouth, and you know, <laughs> and, and I'm an old sales guy. I was in sales for forty something years, so I, I I I'm I'm kind of a PT Barnum a little bit, you know. And you got to promote yourself, but uh, but there's a lot of great guys that I photograph with, and hopefully we can showcase some of their their talent in the future, you know, if we can do something with the Classic Collective, which would be something that we hope we can do here shortly. And, uh, you know, I've been been fortunate to be, you know, I'm the least technical guy out there photographing, but, you know, I I got lucky. My grandmother, who I mentioned earlier that lived in Athens, gave me Sports Illustrated, a a subscription to Sports Illustrated when I was in 1970, when I was 10 years old. And little did I know I was really kind of, you know, training myself to be a sports photographer by looking at the pictures in that magazine, the greatest sports photos in the world for all that time. And I'd always been the guy with the camera. You know, I've shot, yeah, I just always had the, I've got the bad pictures from college that people don't want me to show. And I've got all the, you know, I've just always had the camera. So it's just been a real blessing, even at late and later in life, which I am, to be able to do what I love. Cause right today I'm a full-time photographer. I, sh- I shoot for, I'm the touchdown club, of Atlanta photographer. I actually make, you know, do a lot of high school sports is kind of my main thing. I just shot three, you know, Pierce County, thanks to Stetson's mother and uh, who's a friend of mine, the Bennett's. And then, uh, you know, Pier, uh, uh actually uh, uh, brought Vandegrift's dad coaching at, at uh, Prince Avenue. I, I got, uh, Through them, And then my cousin, Catfish Jackson, who you know, got me into Savannah Christian. So I was able to shoot all those games. But I do a lot of work at Mount Pisgah and at West Forsyth. They're kind of my two schools that I do a lot of photography for. And it's just a lot of fun. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, getting paid to sit in the dugout with 10-year-olds and photograph them. It takes you back to when you were a kid. It's just a real uh, blessing. So, you know, I I encourage everybody. You know, for me, I went to Africa in 2018 with a guy. And I just said, hey, I got to follow my dream. I got to I got to take a, a leap, and to doing this full time because I didn't I was burned out and tired of the corporate world and it's been I've been fortunate you know it's a, it's I've been lucky and uh, blessed and it's just a great thing to you know deal with you know meet people and you know uh, get to know folks like yourself and it's a real blessing that to take pictures of these kids you know the parents love the kids love it and you know if I can capture a moment that they're showing their grandchildren you know and 60 years from now and it was my photo then i always say that's my little bit of touch with immortality i guess you know to be able to to do something but it's uh it's a lot of fun to be able to capture these images and uh you know i'm i'm, I'm really blessed with what i do at this point so
0: so and i know this because i know you you know people commission you to you know their sons you know playing football it's his senior year and they want you know all these great pictures of them and you. They will hire you to do that. Do you have bandwidth if somebody wanted that done in 2024? Could they contact you to to do that? Yeah, well,
1: or- I mean, I, I it, it depends. You know, I, I'm kind of, you know, the whole thing with me is I'm, I can only be in one place at one time. You know, so right. I'm kind of, I'm kind of on Friday Night Lights. I'm kind of booked. You know, um, it with the schools that I've been doing, you know, I kind of believe in dancing with the girl that brought you to the dance, you know, kind of right. thing. So yeah. I'm, I'm loyal, you know, but I, I can be bought, I guess. But, uh, you know, because it is a <laughs> it is money but um but yes but i definitely i love to shoot you know i've got a lot of people that want me to come you know I somebody said wanted me to come down to pierce county and shoot some softball and uh you know if if i can make it happen i'd love to you know the big thing for me is that you know just uh you know just if it just the scheduling but you know i'm i'm out there you know i'm trying to do it if i can shoot every day i'm a happy guy you know and i do other things too i mean i do senior pictures you know i do uh, I do corporate stuff, so not just sports, but you know, I've kind of made my you know name, I guess, if I've got one um, in sports, obviously. So
0: I need to I need to have a sesh with you and get you to do a bunch of Mad Dog uh, glamour shots. Okay, we'll stuff. do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll break your camera. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll do is, that. Before. People, uh, it's the best way to tell people to find you on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook or,
1: you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I, Facebook is probably the best or it's Rob say, you'll see my picture. I and mean, actually this picture of my son's painting, which is, this is, uh, I'm going to bring this back in Yeah, so and see it without it being too glary There it is. Yeah, so good. yeah. So yeah. And, and I, I don't mind my I mean, my, you can text me, um, you know, um, and, or, you know, whatever you want to do. And, and, uh, I mean, I've got a business card and, you know, obviously, and, uh, but, uh, I mean, I'll throw my number out at six, seven, eight, nine, five, one, six, eight, one, oh, so six, seven, eight, nine, five, one, six, eight, one, oh, find me on Facebook. I'm Rob say one, one, one on Instagram too Rob say one, one, one. That's my initials. Robert Paul say the third.
0: I love that you put a the in front of Instagram on the Instagram.
1: <laughs> did, I, did I say that? I just uh,
0: did say that. Did I say that?
1: Oh man, he yeah, said I on
0: think the that. Instagram.
1: Oh, I'm at Instagram, so that that's crazy. I said that. I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I don't think i said that out. before, but yeah. But I'm on it. You know, I got it. My you know, I had to get on Instagram, so I'm on there. So. Oh heck yeah, you got to
0: be on there, especially yeah. with your line of work.
1: Absolutely. So, but I'd love to, you know, I'm love to work with people. It's just a lot of fun. And, you know, hopefully we have fun doing it. I mean, that's one thing about senior pictures. I mean, we have a lot of fun doing it. It's not going to be, you know, dry. I mean, I think that's, you know, one thing I do bring to it is I've, I've got a few stories and I like to laugh and tell, you know, have fun. And that's uh, that, that I think hopefully that adds a little bit to the, uh, uh, to the experience for me and them.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's all about having fun. And as somebody said one time, you know, life's all about the stories and you got tons of great stories.
1: Been blessed, been hung out with some crazy people, had some crazy times. I mean, when well, you talk about that Georgia, Florida game, you know, I mean, that the first before I quit drinking, you know, those first uh, <laughs> first twenty five of those were just I always tell people I said it was just, you know, uh, I never it, everything that could happen did happen, except for I never personally went to jail and nobody died. But other than that, it, it happened. So it was crazy. So I'm I, I'm 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 a big advocate of keeping that game in Jacksonville. Just my uncle's in, and my Uncle Bill's in the Hall of Fame there. He he had a great game in '54. He uh, against the Georgia Florida game. He uh, intercepted two passes, recovered a fumble, and rushed. A, he and a, a guy named Roy Wilkins uh, kind of blocked an extra point, and Georgia beat Florida 14 to 13 to keep them from winning the SEC, which they would have won if they won that game. And they didn't win it again until that. Guy, we don't want to talk about came to Florida, you
0: know. So, well, uh, no wonder he was MVP. Intercepted. He had two picks and a fumble recovery. He picks and a fumble
1: recovery. And the coolest thing too is it was written up in Sports Illustrated, the fifteenth issue of Sports Illustrated. It's wow. got a it's got a duck on the cover, so it was kind of crazy. But yeah, it was written up in that magazine. And uh, so yeah, he went in the Hall of Fame with John Brantley in twenty eleven. They went into that Georgia Florida Hall of Fame, which this year was Coach Rick and Terrence. Edwards were the inductees. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. I mean, it's a who's who of Georgia, Georgia players and athletes. I mean, Georgia players over the years and coaches. So, Uh it's 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 really cool but i just i love that game there's no other game like that you know there's not one i mean the, the red river the i can't even call it the red river shootout anymore for because the woke society i guess but but that's you know that's nothing compared to this i mean i think it's a one-of-a-kind event and i just love it down there i hope we keep it there that's my two cents so yeah,
0: yeah uh you know i'm with you number one number two uh, uh who knows
1: yeah who knows i just can't you know jacksonville's gonna throw a lot of money at it you know they don't want oh, yeah. to lose it but so, you know and i i can see that that's definitely a piece of the you know of of anyone that talks about it from you know coaching standpoint or anybody else they're certainly posturing they want they want to get as much as they can out of the you know out of the deal which is the name of the game these days i guess
0: yep that is absolutely the name of the game
1: yeah, it's it's a little bit sad. I tell my buddies, I say, you know, I said college football as we knew it is gone, you know, and it's not coming back. But it's still it's still going to be the greatest. We'll just have to, you know, we just got to uh, embrace the chaos, as they say, you know, and just exactly understand that, hey, it's different, but it's still going to be fun. And the 12 team playoff, we all wish we'd had it this year. That's for sure, because there were certainly six or seven teams that deserve to be in it. You know, that's for sure.
0: Yep. We just got to roll with the changes and it's still the greatest sport on earth.
1: Oh yeah. It'll still be awesome. And a couple of years from now, we will, we'll just, we'll all be adapted to it and it'll be just, you know, the greatest thing still. So.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, Hey Rob, man, I really appreciate you joining me. I'm glad we were finally able to do this.
1: Well, I appreciate you having me on. Hopefully we can do it again. And uh, it's, it's been great. You're doing a great job. I mean, this thing's just taken off and uh, you know, I'm, I'm honored that you asked me to be here.
0: Oh, we're going to do it again. Don't you worry.
1: Okay. Sounds great. All
0: right. All happy, happy New Year. Year. Go dogs. Go dogs. Well, it feels like it's been a while, but once again, Vance Levy from Bulldog Illustrated. How you doing, my man?
3: What's happening?
0: You know, just survived Christmas. I'm still licking my wounds from the SEC Championship. I'm still bitter. I'm always going to be bitter because I believe in fairness. Well, we got to move forward, and good things have happened, as you know. Uh, with this, I'm calling it a historic recruiting class due to everything that's happened. What are your thoughts on that?
3: I mean, it. I mean, we knew it was gonna. It was looking good, and then it got even better with the flip, right? I mean, that that was like the Christmas present of all Christmas presents. And- okay,
0: so I I got to ask you because to me the timing was very interesting that you've got these two teammates at Buford. Uh, one is committed, one is not. Then, as everybody knows, Ravioli decommitted and then magically Bolden's back in play. So, that tells me that one may not want to be in the locker room with the other one anymore.
3: Connecting yeah. dots. Yeah, well, I think some NIL money was was made available when <laughs> when, when, the, when Nebraska paid big bucks
0: yeah, you're probably right. There was probably some nil money that magically freed up with that decommitment. But I, I for one, am very happy and it's not sour grapes because I've been saying all along and I bet you agree that Polisi is the real deal. And tell me if I'm pronouncing that name right. I've heard I it.
3: That's, I think that's correct.
0: I mean, he committed first. He never wavered. When uh, Dylan committed, everybody asked him, what are your thoughts on that? And it was always like, hey, that's fine. I'm here to compete. And I respect that. You know, he's not out there shopping himself to different high schools and to different colleges and writing poetry. He's just low-key, here I come. That looked like it was written by Chat GPT. Yeah, I hope yeah. he could at least blame that on Chat GPT because it was so horrific.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, that's
3: just where we are, man. You, you can't get it too attached to anyone.
0: Well, no, 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 no. The poetry is not where we are. The poetry, right. I don't think I've seen that done yet.
3: No. Or,
0: or was it no. prose? I don't know. I didn't read it carefully enough.
3: No, no. You probably read more than I did.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
3: All right, yeah. now before we move on, can I give you my final what should have happened on Selection Sunday? Yes. And Jeff Danzer even agreed with me. Lay it is- on
0: me. I bet I agree too.
3: Okay, so I finally, and it took me, I think it was, gosh, two two or three nights ago, I finally figured it out. 12-0 and Georgia, three straight 12-0 players regular seasons back-to-back national championship if those guys and girls had known what the heck they were doing georgia was in before we played alabama right they're in we're starting from here right right and i mean who who let's have fun here who would have the other three been at that point washington's probably in michigan yeah and then, you know, and that's – there's a quandary because Texas beat Alabama and Alabama beat us. So we go to number six.
0: Well, I mean, to me, if you're talking about the four best teams, it's Texas, Alabama, and us right out of the gate. And then I think you put Michigan in there over Washington because Washington feels like the TCU of this year from all those close games that they kept winning. And I'm still not a believer in Washington. Now,
3: I'm not a believer in Michigan.
0: I'm not either, but I know no. I know there's no way that they're going to let Michigan not be in it despite the fact that they suspend their coach twice in one season for two different, you know, cheating infractions. I
3: mean, yeah, you know, it, it, it is, as Dan McGill used to say, it's a bit of pill. We're... And you know the fact that Georgia was number six and FSU is number five. FSU is on South Beach and Georgia's downtown, the way the hotels work.
0: Yeah, I mean. So, so take that. Exactly. <laughs> Just one more, <laughs> two-time well,
3: national championships.
0: <laughs> their strategy was to have people so infuriated or thinking that it was just so crazy to have fsu not in the top four that they wouldn't even talk about us
3: uh, yeah i mean one to six yeah even though number one was there basically what, wasn't ohio state maybe number one for a week
0: yeah yeah they yeah. were
3: yeah but yeah what what was that eight 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 or nine straight weeks yep and, and uh a three-point loss with a dozen people hurt.
0: <laughs> and, and, and if Michigan wins this, we all know eventually the whole thing will get vacated.
3: Right. Although I will say I'm glad Bama got in because it would have really been hard to swallow that the, those other four teams would have basically had a backdoor national championship without playing like a super physically fast team.
0: Well, should we hope that Michigan wins it all? Since we know that'll eventually be vacated, which means nobody will have gotten it this year.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, so then if we won it next year, the three people. Exactly. Was, I, I, you know, uh, I can't root on Michigan.
0: I'm not, I didn't say I'm going to root for them. Yeah. Now, there's no way I could do that. But if that should, I'm not rooting for anybody, but if that should happen, that would be justice.
3: I think I'm rooting for the dogs, the other dog, the Pacific Northwest dogs.
0: For Washington? Yes. I you know, I've there's something that makes me want to pull for A. D. Mitchell and Sark.
3: Sure. You I, know
0: They're coming to the SEC. I'm not gonna pull for Bama.
3: Yeah. Well, although I want Bama to boat race Michigan like we did. Yeah. So so then next year when Michigan's undefeated with another lackluster schedule, maybe they'll be like, okay, Michigan, you, you're going to go from number three to number or four, or, and it's not going to matter next year, obviously. But, I mean, you could have argued that Michigan's schedule, everyone talked about how bad Georgia's was, and then it ended up turning out pretty darn strong. Michigan's was terrible.
0: It was horrific.
3: Yeah, and then Ohio State's quarterback, i mean you and i could have hit receivers better than that poor cat
0: absolutely and so why why does michigan get a pass on everything their schedule their coach cheating not once but twice what is it i mean they're operating like gangsters that don't have rules
3: well and it was just the perfect storm though they they sat there at number three and kept beating the heck out of every sorry team they played they beat Ohio State handily, which they did that that was not as close a game in my opinion as the score I mean it tightened up but Michigan pretty much manhandled them so then of course they naturally went to two and but what we, I'm
0: what I'm saying is I agree. their schedule was nothing they they caught cheating at the back end and the front end of the of the season they get a slap on the wrist both times and you know because here's the deal Here's where I'm going. If that's Georgia and Kirby Smart starts the season with a cheating scandal, gets suspended or self-imposed because he knows it's coming anyway, ends it with a three-game suspension with their schedule, we're not in. They're not going to let us in. They're going to find a way to keep us out. (laughs) I don't know. You know I'm right. Uh, You know I'm right.
3: Like I said, the, the, the more bold move would have been that Georgia was in having gone been back-to-back national championships and had gone another 12 and 0 they should have been in period so if they lose they're four but they're in and we'll we'll, we'll we'll take the darts however because yeah in the end they probably would have had to pick between alabama and texas <sighs> and then you would have had an sec champion that left out
0: like, like I said,
3: Alabama sure does fall on the right side of all of these, don't they?
0: They sure do. I'm, I'm taking – you know, it's one thing to lose that game, but then to be kicked in the face the next day with what they did. I mean, I'm going to take this bitterness to my grave. I'm sorry. I just am. It's just – I'm not going to let it go. I, I, I can't.
3: Oh, no. I mean, an old friend of yours, you know, Casey King, he nailed it. And several of us – I think I want – I wanted it to beat Bama and be in the playoff, and if we didn't get the three-peat, I would have been okay with that. But to 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 get beat by them again and not get in the playoff, it's just bitter.
0: <laughs> Wait, what, did, what was Casey King's quote?
3: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> you can't say it on air?
3: Yeah, I can't say it on air. <laughs> basically, it, it was one more opportunity not to be – alabama's little brother
0: gotcha yeah <laughs> i got you i owe him a phone call i'm gonna call old casey good guy
3: and unfortunately it hey give them credit they played well and they they caught us at a great time i mean yep. we, you know looking back at it and looking back how tech moved the ball on us we almost should have seen it coming that the the, the, the inexperienced players out there on defense were was going to be a, a tough haul. And it was.
0: And I think Mims coming out was a big. Yes. I mean. Yeah. Huge. We had to reshuffle the line. And, I mean, he was our best lineman, obviously.
3: Yeah. And I don't, you, you may never get Georgia fans back in the bins.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm, my son, my 21 year old son, is a junior. You know, all he knows is winning natties. And the only two games that we've lost were with me in the bins against Alabama. And he told me, he Dad, I'm not coming back here with you.
3: You're right. Right.
0: I can't blame yeah. him.
3: Yeah. I think I, the one time recently, well, that's not true. We beat LSU, but I'm like, I might have to start staying at the Glen again. We, we beat Auburn when I w- went that route. <laughs> <laughs> I got to try something there. Jeez. All
0: right, let's talk about something happy.
3: Okay, sorry.
0: So, we got Beck coming back. Yep. I think Buller's going to come back. You do? I do think Buller's going to come back. I, I, I don't think – I think lassiter has gone. I think. I think McConkie's 30, staying, 70, going. Yeah. But other than that, I think we came out of this thing looking pretty darn good.
3: Yeah. I mean, and with the schedule, we, whatever we paid back is probably worth it with the schedule we have next year.
2: Because, uh,
3: you know, a proven quarterback that really, he he only had one so-so game.
0: I mean we gave up Vandy so that we could be at Ole Miss, at Alabama, and at Texas. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and we gave up what? Did we give up South Carolina?
3: Yeah, no South Carolina next year.
0: So I mean, let's talk about a program that seems to be in free fall, and that's Florida.
3: Yeah, you just never know, man. It's old Billy's Billy's got a lot a tough task with his that schedule next year.
0: I mean, yeah, we pick off ETN and he's got that schedule. I mean, they're looking at staring at five and seven in the face again. Could he survive that? They got no patience down there.
3: You know, I think you'd have, if, if he doesn't beat some people he shouldn't next year, then I mean, yeah, I don't know that you can go on. Although they, I think they ended up landing a couple there at the end recruiting-wise that kind of, for where they've been, he's definitely, they are recruiting better.
0: But they're not re-recruiting their roster better when you see ATN leave and the other guy Prince something that went to Ole Miss. Yeah. I mean, that's their two marquee players. I mean, they got Mertz coming back, but, I mean, he's the world beater.
3: I mean, what's Lane Kiffin doing over in Oxford?
0: (laughs) He's, He's found some money. Yes he's a salesman he's he's clearly he's he's a salesman I mean
3: he's he throws down nothing but aces in the portal
0: (laughs) yeah he does (laughs) all right so if I had to put a gun to your head how does it shake out obviously we're going to beat the brakes off of FSU who's going to win it all
3: I mean Bama (laughs) okay
0: I meant to ask you this earlier (laughs) <laughs> when was the last time Jim Harbaugh won a bowl game?
4: Uh,
3: never, or did he win his last one as a quarterback? He
0: He's he's won one bowl game his entire time at Michigan, and it was year one, the Citrus. And I can't even remember who it was against, but he's lost every bowl game after that.
3: Yeah yeah that it's too bad they can't we still can't have ties
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and
3: then and then the number 16 gets to play the winner that actually won a game
0: <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> what are you most excited about for next year
3: oh man that's a good question i mean i think is gonna be kind of fun uh for sure and i mean I think Schumann's real fired up about his linebackers. I mean, you know, that—that that is the upside to those young guys playing the way they had to this year. They're ready for next year. And, uh, I mean, and then watch, just see if Beck can continue the season that, I mean, geez, there wasn't much to complain about.
0: You're right. and And... Nobody's really talked about this. I mean, as far as coaches go, I mean, I think we did really well in only losing one.
3: Yeah. I mean, I I ran into Schumann's wife, like, game three, and I was, like, before a game, and I was like, are we going to lose you all this year? She's like, oh, no, we, we love it here. So, which, you know, that guy could go – to some pretty good places, I would think.
0: I'd still say he's an Alabama guy. Once Saban retires, that's when you would be the logical play for him. Right. Because it's yeah. not like he's underpaid.
3: Right. And I think J.D. threw out an interesting one. Like North Carolina could be interesting. Yeah. Because I mean- how many more
0: years does Mac Brown have?
3: Right. Right. You don't think they'd
0: elevate Chiz to head coach if Matt Brown left?
3: I mean, I'm trying to remember. There's somebody else on that staff that is even more obscure. God, I just, I might have to, while we're talking, I might figure it out. I just discovered it in the last week because I was like, where is this guy right now? And he was like the run coordinator and tight end coach at Chapel Hill. (laughs) But. You know, what do you think about the game? I mean, FSU doesn't have anybody playing.
0: I mean, for the longest time, I suspected they were just going to throw their cards on the table and say we're out altogether, and I still have my doubts. I'll believe it when I see them line up and kick it.
3: Okay, I figured it out. You remember that guy that had the red face for the Browns that was actually a quarterback at Alabama, Freddie Kitchens? (laughs) No. Okay. Whoa, he he is the run game coordinator and tight ends coach for Mac Brown, and he he was the head coach of of uh the Browns. There you go.
0: Okay, and you're predicting him to be the new head coach when no, Mac I'm Brown just, leaves.
3: I'm just saying it, it was funny that Mac Brown's got himself an interesting staff.
0: Oh, oh, oh. yeah.
3: But yeah, he's he's 49 and he was a yeah, he was a quarterback at Alabama. Okay. He's clearly not in quarterback shape these days.
0: No, he is not. <laughs> All right, well Vance, I've got folks stacked up back to back and I know you've got dinner plans, so I That's appreciate fine. you joining. Do you have any final words of wisdom?
3: Hey, 2024, baby. September 28th. 2024.
0: I hear you. Mark it on your calendar.
3: Tuscaloosa.
0: I hear you. That's we need to go show up.
3: Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's when the, the blackout revenge, baby. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Circle it.
0: <laughs> Can you see this message from... Yes, uh, <laughs> yes,
3: yes. <laughs>
0: from Farmer. <laughs> all right
3: i mean that guy will do anything for publicity i mean i
0: could bring him on now and you two can just you know fight it out no
3: i'll (laughs) I'll let him have the stage
0: okay thanks for joining us happy new year and go dogs
3: be good thanks dude happy new year y'all have a good one
0: all right you too see ya see ya farmer i didn't even know you could send these messages i
4: hell I, I didn't know either so let
0: me let me give you the proper info intro Stephen farmer chief revenue officer from the classic city collective which is george's nil arm welcome back
4: thank you sir glad to be here thanks for having me
0: I, I love your background it looks like you're at a posh five-star resort
4: i am actually not i'm in monroe louisiana with my daughter but uh that was the background it looked it looked kind of cool so and. It's, very chilly here and it's not, uh, that, that background looks a lot nicer and, uh, warmer than it is here. So.
0: Well, it sounded like y'all had a fun day in store. I hope you did. And, um, other than that, other than Christmas with a a young daughter, you've probably been a very busy man.
4: I, I have been, it's been, uh, this last month of December has been, uh, pretty crazy. Uh, a lot of changes. And right now, you know, we're working on, you know, getting everybody's, you know, final gift in before the year for tax reasons and things like that. And, and, making sure people have receipts and, and that kind of stuff. So it's been, uh, uh, I, uh, I had to answer the phone a few times when I was uh, playing, uh, at the arcade with my daughter, but uh, she seemed to understand as long as dad was still swiping his card and playing games with her, he, she was fine. So.
0: So let's explain the, the end of the year donations and the receipts. So people are trying to make charitable donations, correct? Correct. Yes. To the Athens touchdown club.
4: Correct. Correct. Which is hundred percent tax deductible. Okay. Um, and then we're able to, to use some of those things to, to help our players. And so it, uh, it's been a great partnership with the touchdown club. We, we run a lot of events for them with them, uh, including our, uh, uh, end of year gala, or I guess our spring gala. Now it's kind of, kind of changed the, uh, um, change things and it's April 9th, I believe. Uh, this year, actually, no, I will take that back. It's April sixth this year. Um, Going to be a great event, um, and it's uh, tax deductible an event as well. Um, but the Touchdown Club puts it on, and so. But back to the end of the year, yes, end of year stuff. As long as, as long if you're sending a check to the Classic City Collective or whatever, as long as it's postmarked by December thirty first, uh, it still counts. Um, I was I was discussing that with my staff yesterday from. Luckily, I remember that from my days of fundraising at UGA and other places where as long as the you know, the, the check and the, and if you, you can prove and, and have evidence to the IRS if they ever come back saying the, the gift wasn't in time, you can show the, the postmark that's actually on the envelope that gets uh, delivered through USPS with that. So that makes it uh, uh, a, a little easier to do and approve to, to IRS.
0: So, so Mad Dog Show wants to make a donation to the Athens Touchdown Club. I just make it to Athens Touchdown Club with my checkbook, mail it to Classic City Collective, and it's a donation for 2023.
4: Correct. Yes, sir. uh, That's 269 North Hole Street, uh, Suite 300, uh, Athens
0: 30161. Gotcha. What if they just want to make a normal contribution, just go to Classic City Collective, and they just can treat that as a, with their business, they treat it as a business expense.
4: Correct. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah, you're, you're trying to get all the guys staying, make sure they're taken care of and get the new guys taken care of. It's just. Well,
4: the, 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 you guys, you know, we, we were preparing things to get ready for them when they get on campus on, on the, when I guess they're officially enrolled, enrolled on the seventh. Um, okay. And so we're, we're, uh, you know, we'll start. You know, finding them deals and things like that come when they get on campus. Um, some of the guys actually have been on campus. Some of the some of the players have been practicing on campus. I I went to a couple of bowl practices and we had I think ten or twelve guys that are um, that were actually participating in bowl practices and we got another twelve or fifteen coming in in January. So we should have uh, Mad Dog I want to say twenty five of the twenty eight signees mm-hmm. uh, coming in early, and that include a couple of guys that are you know coming in uh, the portal. Humphreys and Etienne and things like that. So that's, uh, that, that's been some interesting things listening to those things happening and and getting, getting kids in and making sure that we, uh, uh, when we get people in here, we don't have to say no to Kirby and the staff about what we can do and how we can help.
0: So they, they can't receive any NIL money until they're officially enrolled. Correct. Do you, does Classic City Collective, I guess, sets a fundraising goal for 2024? dollar wise
4: yeah 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 and we, you know once we once we get all the kids in and you know have those conversations get things in we'll we'll have a better better understanding but, but we've you know we've now got two years of of actual doing it and you know of, of history and so we have a, we have a pretty good idea of what the marketplace is for kids and things like that so uh of what we'll need for 2024 and that number's going up and the numbers and it, it's going up mainly because the number of kids receiving NILs going up every year until eventually probably this year should be close to hundred percent of our kids getting something. Uh, Maybe not all of them getting stuff through us. Some of our star players, I think we've talked about this in the past. Some of our star players don't need us They're You know, Brock Bowers never needed us Uh, luckily for us because, you know, but, and, and for him and that's the American way. And that's the, you know, the, the, um, the uh, capitalistic culture that, you know, capitalism and he's allowed to go make his own money now. And, and he did, he did really well. And, you know, and so, some businesses got Brock when he was a freshman before he was what we now see as Brock Bowers as the the greatest tight end ever to play the game in college. And, and they got him and and got him on the cheap. When you look at three years later, you know, two Mackey awards later um, and a, a future top 10 pick, they got him early cause they signed him early. So I've, you know, I've talked to some businesses around. I'm like, you know, our freshman freshman will be in town in, in two weeks, you know, you ought to jump, jump on some of those guys and get those guys early and, and, and try to use them. And as they grow, you know, they'll have been with you. There'll hopefully be some loyalty there and some, some ability for you to you know, possibly, you know, sign them through their, their college years and, and, and get them a little bit cheaper.
0: So you've done an excellent job educating me, educating everybody that listens on how this works. If you had to pull out your crystal ball and say this is where this is going do you see some sort of, of cap put on you know per team per player so that you know the haves can't you know spend an unlimited amount of money and the have-nots can't thus making the playing field un- unlevel
4: uh you know I, I don't see there ever being a cap you know, there are there a few things in the past the NCAA has tried to do. And, you know, they, they had the restricted earning coaches for a while in football and in baseball and basketball. And that, you know, it's it's you know, uh, it's it's you know against uh, some trust laws and a few of them. And, again, I'm not an expert on, the, on that side of it. But I knew they, they got overturned because the NCAA was trying to, you know, limit people's earnings. And that's just not something you can do. Um, and had there been an agreement by the NCAA years ago to, to put some limit on it, they might've gotten in, might've been approved by schools, but once it's out the bag, it's out the bag. So one, I don't ever see a cap, Um, you know, possibly if the power five schools break off, which is if you look in the crystal ball, I see that eventually they may, you know, form their own NCAA for lack of a better term and put rules in place that as schools join, yes, they accept those rules and the players, if you're gonna come play in that conference, and that super conference, whatever it is, or the, the four super conferences, whatever, 64, 68 top teams—that that's what you're agreeing to—is to a possible cap. But you know that might end up being a possible cap. There's there's thousands of scenarios, and I've had discussions with all kinds of people. And there's you know there's thousands of scenarios. They could you know the you know top sixty-four teams, and I say 64 because it's a good bracket number in the NCAA basketball tournament. But they could break off and start their own you know start their own league and just be football and put a cap on it uh, that the school and or collective from each school pays a kid, but then he, he still has the ability to go out on his own and earn money on top of that. There might be some of that. Um, but again, that's just hard to, you know, who, who's to say worth earning on top of what the cap is, is, is legit or not. And so um, they, they've opened it, they've opened the, the gates and, and the floodgates per se, and then they're out there. And so I, I don't see it really, Slowing down. As far as some of the big numbers, I it'll be interesting I still think that market's going to come down. We've seen it on certain certain positions and certain things where that numbers not as high as it, it was. And, and and Mad Dog, I'll tell you this and everybody that's listening: the numbers are never what they what you hear. The numbers are never as high as what you hear. You know this all this mess about and it was a guy from Tennessee out there saying that Carson Beck demanded four million dollars to stay at UGA, that's just a ridiculous number. It's not even close. Um and Carson is, you know, Carson is just worried about is what his offensive line looks like and his receiving core looks like as opposed to what his NIL looks like. Um, and so don't, you know, I'd please to tell these people do not, you know, believe the numbers you 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 hear and read about. They're they're inflated by agents. They're inflated by for the players themselves. They're inflated by other coaches. Um, just, everybody's just throwing numbers out there and, and seeing if, you know, somebody will uh, uh, buy it and, 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 you know, give somebody a kid like that, they're not what they, I mean, these kids are making good money, trust me, but you know, it's, it's not what they, what, what people think they are.
0: Well, and the thing is, and and you said it, the the cat's really out of the bag. Um, we've opened Pandora's box and and we're not going back. And so... You know you gotta like i've said you gotta learn to like it because that's just what it is it's kind of like it's kind of like pro baseball with a farm system Mm
4: -hmm.
0: and you know i've i've never had a problem with these guys making money and in the past you know you had ridiculous scenarios where you know aj green gets suspended for signing a jersey Mm -hmm. todd Gurley gets suspended for signing these tiny little helmets in the back of somebody's car and the guy's just trying, you know, to have a little change in his pocket. Meanwhile, everybody else is making money off all these jerseys, you know, Todd Gurley jerseys and A.J. Green jerseys. Mm-hmm. So I got zero problem at all with these guys finally making money. Um, and and it is what it is. And so we all need to, to learn to like it and then take it a step further. And as fans get on board and realize that, this now is our new reality and this is what it's going to require to field a good football team. So if you're willing to buy that Jersey and if you're willing to buy that ticket to the game, this is just another little added expense, you know, for you to be literally a part of the team.
4: Absolutely. And, you know, my, my last, when I'm meeting with individuals or a group talking to, you know, you know, there's not a lot of things as a collective I can, I can give someone or, you know, I have some, I have some access to go to a practice and do a few things like that. Um, but ultimately is do you want to keep winning? That, that That's ultimately what it comes down to. And, and, and do we love what this has become? No, we don't. No one does. Kirby doesn't. Uh, you know, there's, you know, the, the way the calendar fits now with these guys, it, it is, it is a mad rush. I and mean, you've got, it'd be like right now or in two weeks when the NFL playoffs start, free agency also starts. And you got guys that are that are supposed to be playing in the, you know, AFC, and I think Lane Kiffin said something very similar to this: that you know it's just that the, the the timing and schedule is not great. They've got to fix it. And you got you got kids that are you know, and luckily in the last two years we haven't had to really worry about the portal this time of year because we were getting ready for the playoffs. But you know the 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 quarterback from Texas, the kid that's a backup, it was in his best interest personally to go ahead and enter the portal and leave the team as they're about to play the two most important games of his life that we all know you're one snap away from having to go in there. Um, and, and unfortunately he had to make that decision because other spots will be filled up and that's not fair to him. Um, and, and so there's gotta be, hopefully a lot of times the NCA does not listen to the actual coaches and the actual people who were, you know, who are involved in it. You know, uh, president uh, uh, Baker of the NCAA had never spoken to a collect uh, to a person that runs or works at a collective until this, uh, a few months ago, when when RCO Matt Hibbs and a bunch of guys were up speaking in front of Congress, he had never spoken to somebody from a collective. So he, you know, that just shows that the NCAA is not where they need to be, and they need to be listening to people in the collectives because we we have the most collectives, not every collective, but I think ninety five percent of the collectives have the interest of the players and their is their main focus. And then you know, listening to the coaches about, hey, I know it's only four teams. Right now, that are are having more issues because of this, but it's still not fair. It's not fair to a kid, and there's a lot of things that the NCAA just allows to happen, and conferences allow to happen. You know, and that we can open up a, a ton of discussions on, and we'll get way off the NIL, but you know, people traveling across the country to play Rutgers from USC, which makes no sense. Um, anyway, but yes, uh, back to the to the, what our fans can do. They can join the Twenty One Club. It's twenty one dollars a month. You know, that's two Starbucks coffees probably one with what uh, I know some people order with all the, all the different things in it. Um, and so, you know, $21 a month, we've got about, we're up to about 650, 700 members. Now, but we need that. That needs to that be 5,000 members. Easy. And that would handle all of our operating costs, take care of most of our players and allow us to go and, and find, you know, specific deals for certain players as we're trying to keep guys to stay and get them to stay at Georgia and play another year. Um, as they're looking at their pro prospects and are moving on and, and moving in the real world kind of thing, but we have if we have the you know, we've got fifteen thousand season ticket holders, and a third of those guys people would join, and and you don't have to be a season ticket holder to join to to help us support these student athletes. It's it's very imperative to what we do, and you know you've seen Kirby's released several things over this past fall, four or five things saying if you if you can't do anything else and join the twenty one club, and that's that's the truth, and and I can promise you this. Kirby Smart doesn't say something unless he believes in and 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 and, and believes wholeheartedly in it. So.
0: so the the twenty one club in a perfect world, like right now, how many members would be ideal for you to have?
4: Five thousand. That that's that was our goal when we kind of started, and it's it, it's moved a lot lot slower than I than I thought it would. And and part of it's it, part of it's our fault. Uh We're a three person staff, and so we're trying to do as much as we can we haven't had as much emphasis on that part of it is a lot of the NCA restrictions on how we're allowed to advertise it how the university is allowed to help us with certain things unfortunately uh they're, they're not allowed to do certain things for us and that that's those are the rules we play by and uh and, and the university has been great josh brooks and those guys are we have a great relationship with them myself and matt hibbs have both worked in the athletic department uga for and i've I've worked with josh brooks our athletic director here and at louisiana monroe and monroe where i'm at right now um and and so we we have a, a great relationship but it's still there's still certain restrictions on things we can do so we we need to we need to tenfold increase our our 21 club in the next year
0: let's set that as a goal
4: yeah absolutely
0: i'll see i'll keep beating the drum try and get everybody i can to join
4: yeah absolutely it uh it needs to happen we've got we've got to make it happen we've got to have some sustainability uh with this program and with with uga and, and having that kind of base uh really really would help you know uh unfortunately those the guys where that nasty is a little bit north of us they have a great i think they've got around four or five thousand members right now and they, there's i think there's around the twenty dollars a month or so basic same price range kind of thing a couple hundred bucks a, a year mm-hmm. they, they've gotten a little uh a little ahead of us and we can't let those guys catch
0: us well absolutely and there's a lot of changes in college football that people complain about you know they complain about nil they complain about the transfer portal well i'm a control what you can control guy you know you can control nil by contributing to it and being part of the solution you can't control the portal right the portal Mm -hmm. is what it is that's a whole nother subject that's a whole nother show
4: yeah, yeah, easily.
0: But if you want to help Georgia, if you want to win like you said, then get on board. Get on the bus and sign up for the 21 Club. That's easy. That's a that's a happy meal a month.
4: Absolutely. And that's again, that's, you know, that that gives us some peace of mind. It gives Kirby and when I say us, I mean the football program and the rest of the athletic programs. Uh and again, you know, not to take you away from other programs, but at UGA, when football succeeds, it helps everybody else. Um, and so we definitely – we do we do things for all the men's women's basketball players. We've got some some uh, baseball players and some soccer and a little bit of softball. We, which we help every sport we can and when needed, but we need to – football funds everybody else. So if football's winning everybody else benefits from it. Um, and, and so, you know, we've got to have that base for Kirby. If we have that base of 5,000 people at 21 21 club, that gives us a little peace of mind. It gives a little breathing room, gives Kirby a little more leeway on what we can do and, and who we can keep and who we can go after and things like that. So.
0: And there's literally a, a feel-good factor because it's you feel like you're a part of the extended team. You know, you are helping to put – name the player, you know, out there on the field. You know, a, a, an example that was used a couple of years ago was Chris Smith. Chris Smith wanted to be a dog. He wanted to win another national championship. He had opportunities to go other places, but he just needed some NIL money to send to his family to help pay basic bills. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: And that's what the NIL did. It kept him on the roster as a dog. And And he wasn't, and he wasn't trying to get rich.
2: Right. He was just trying to
0: pay some basic bills and he wasn't even being selfish, not for himself. He was trying to help his family. Yep. Right. Uh,
4: absolutely. And we've, and we've got some kids, you know, uh, Van Prance, Edge Van Prance stayed, stayed around this year and it was, you know, uh, uh, all American, first team, all American to some, you know, some things and second team out of the places, but he, he stuck around and it was not a ridiculous amount of money but he stuck around because he got a, uh, you know, a higher grade, or I guess a lower grade, lower round grade than he thought he would get. And, you know, you know, it might be the same for Tate Ratledge, uh, you know, and, and Bullard and a few guys. And if, you know, if they can stay around and be college students and have, you know, all their expenses paid for by the university and we can help them get some money uh, for their pocket that they can then, because most of our guys, they send money home uh, to take care of their family and and do the same thing and, and work to better and, and improve their, you know, the draft stock and make sure they get their degree. And heck, you know, we're paying for, we've got a few graduate degrees already, you know, paid for things and, and we're able to help some walk-ons. You know, Makai Muse, who unfortunately entered the portal, but then Dan Jackson, we were able to help out a lot, and you know, I think he may stick around. And you know, we got some other walk-ons that uh, our snapper and was here. I'm going blank on his name, which is awful.
0: Moat, Um, is it Moat? Yeah, Moat.
4: Thank you, Moat. And then you know, uh, one of my very good friends, who was a player when I was a manager, uh, Bruce um, uh, Paul Snellings, is uh, his son's on on campus, and maybe maybe in line for our snapper and. Uh, moat, and then uh, uh, and then our Snellings may they do some of the the damn good dog uh, outdoor show that uh, that we sponsor as CCC, and they they kind of help us find some some different sponsors and some different little avenues of things we do uh, that, that uh, kind of maybe uh, resonate more a little more with our, our South Georgia fans and stuff like that. So uh, you know, there, there's all kind of you know good feel good stories with with kids we're helping out with certain things and. Uh, you know, with a car, not a car, with some car payments and, and things like that. That just make it a lot easier for them to, to you know, concentrate on their academics and their football when they're not having to worry about mom and dad and the heat. And that's what, you know, that, you know, going back to the A.J. Green, you know, when they, when they did all the research on, they found he'd gotten, I don't know the exact number, it was like $3,000 and 2500 went back to a mom so she could pay bills. And, and, you know, that's just ridiculous that, you know, some of these kids are having to do that kind of thing. And that's what we're able to help them with now.
0: Exactly, so that they're not thinking about it because they their lives are dedicated to playing football and their lives are dedicated to being in school and getting a degree. They don't need to be thinking about bills. And yeah. anybody that's got a problem with that, I got a problem with them. Exactly. Because yeah. uh, unless you've played a college sport, which I haven't, obviously, but I can, I can try to imagine just how time challenged they are and how much they have on their plate and if they're worried about their family having to pay bills back in their hometown, just creating that whole next level of stress on them—it's—it's it's not even fair.
4: Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, I was a student manager on the team, and uh, so I spent a lot of time there. But you know, I wasn't physically beaten up every day, uh, running up and down the field, and you know, and exhausted, not able to move, and those kind of things. But it's it still it's time consuming, and you know, what we've we've had some corporate sponsorships with some, with some companies like in this fall and they wanted to get kids over there to their, to their place of business a couple of times. And, you know, finally I, I took a, a couple of the guys they want to go there and I took, I got there from their academic people over in the, over in the mirror building, uh you know, their schedule and took it. And then cause the people were getting a little upset that I couldn't get kids there. And I'm like, here's their schedule. This is what a kid does. And I'm like, this, this is a Saturday and Sunday too. Sunday they're, and you know, they're going. They're going to get some treatment. They're having to run a little bit, you know, kind of get the get the soreness out from the game. And you know, they've got academic and stuff. And it's it, it's more than a full time job. I mean, it's it's a lot more than forty hours a week. And so people understand that.
0: Well, and that's a great point. I want to jump into that a little more. So these players, they're not making their own schedule every day. No. Their their schedule is given to them, and it says, you know. English 101 is at 9, math, whatever, is at 10, 11. Then it's lunch, then it's practice, then it's dinner, then study hall, and on and on and on until it's bedtime and they wake up and do it all over again. Uh I I bet there's not a big section in there labeled free time.
4: No, there's not. And it's, you know, they all all take classes in the morning. Um, You know, every once in a while there's a, a player or two that has to have a lab because most labs that UJ in their afternoon or, you know, after lunch and that, that makes it hard for their, we actually this past fall practiced about 45 minutes later than normal because we had several players that had labs and we just couldn't get them over there in time to get ready and practice. Kirby had to kind of change the, change the thing up, but uh, yeah, they, they all take classes in the morning. They're, they're over, you know, in the football offices having lunch and, and lifting by lunch every day. And then, you know, they got meetings until practice and then, you know, Hour and a half practice, two hour practice, and then they watch a little film after practice, and then you know they go to, they got study hall, they got dinner, and you know it, it is a full time job plus, and then you know that kind of leads into what we do. You know I, we are you know we we have most of the players as 1099 employees of us that we're paying, but then you know they have to do things for us. I mean we don't we don't let them just do it for free. Uh, it's harder to do in the fall, um, but it's so like you know this time moving forward, we'll, you know this is. January, February, March, we can get them to do some things for us to, you know, go to some events for us, do some things, do some signings, you know, get to some, you know, businesses around Atlanta, Athens and things, and do some commercials and uh, some billboards thing, which billboards are pretty easy now with a lot of them being digital and that kind of stuff. But, uh, uh, yeah, they've got – now they've got other things that do that we've – so we've, you know, yes, they're making more money, but we've added more stuff to their plate.
0: Their schedules are far more regimented than most adult schedules will ever be.
4: 100 percent way more
0: than mine is i mean i could tell right away that i mean that's brutal just thinking about that and it's not like monday through friday it's monday through sunday
4: yeah it's it's, it's seven days a week and even even off week when you say well they got an off week this week no they don't off week is when they really go hard and and you know they, they practice like the week i guess the week before the florida week they you know they, they they go after it they you know there's some position battles going on late in the year and they're they're getting they, they'll get a couple of days to on the weekend for their you know two days off maybe three days off but it's not an off week by any means An all two days
0: sleeping in means they sleep till 6 45.
4: Yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> it, uh, and, it, and it, the thing is it's year round and, and you know tate ratledge is a great guy He's a fellow Roman from Rome, Georgia, and you know he he's on on. He does a little podcast from our office uh, once a week, and he, he's hilarious. Uh, but you know, and he he said when the, you know he's one of the guys they used on recruiting visit with people, and and he tells kids, you know, if you don't want to work year round, you don't want to come here, and, and some people don't, and that's fine. You know, you want to go where you want to go, but if you want to, if you don't want to work and really bust your tail year round, you know, Georgia is not the place for you, and that's you know we've. You know, we you – know, people see all these portal numbers and people leaving, and part of it's that. Part of the guys just don't want to put in the effort that uh, that's required from the top down.
0: I would say to anyone who's, you know, old-timers that are upset by NIL is, you know, if you think that's a problem, then you need to be a part of the solution. and You need to get on board and literally join the team.
4: Absolutely. And it's, you know, a lot of it, you know, the the much older generation – uh, we've had a lot of trouble. The the you know the last five to ten year guys, five ten years out guys are, are coming around. Part of it's jealousy, and in, in a in a fun way, jealousy. They you know they're like, man, I should, wish I had it. I I went to the football, I went to the football Letterman's luncheon this spring. Uh, as a, as a student manager, I'm a Letterman, and, and the guys like Robert Edwards were there, and Brandon Miller and uh, Travis Stroud, and a bunch of guys, uh, Brandon Tolbert. A bunch of guys were great players and would have gotten some money and that, you know, they, they laugh and joke and like, you know, can I get some back pay and things, <laughs> like <that>. you know, <laughs> and you know, and there are there, that, that is funny and joking, but there are, you know, there's a couple of lawsuits out there right now about some guys wanting some back pay, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, we're three years in now. I think people are starting to open up to a little more and we're starting to get some, uh, some headway and some, um, we're getting a few former players and heck we just got, uh, got a gift from Nick Claxton, uh, and you know, former basketball player just made a gift to the, to the basketball team for NIL. Uh, and he's done extremely well in the NBA and, and his dad was a, his dad was a player when I was here. And, uh, you know, so, so they, they're giving back. So we're starting to see, starting to see that more and more people, some, some former players giving back.
0: That's great. That's what it's going to take. Absolutely. Well, man, I got to run, but I appreciate you carving out some time for me, Steven.
4: Absolutely. And uh, I'd love to get on there on here again and talk to you. And, uh, Hopefully I'll see you on January 9th in Athens for an old event we're putting together to, for people to come out and see all of our new freshmen, uh, new freshman football players. So
0: definitely. Then text me that info.
4: We'll do, yes, sir. All
0: right, go dogs. Go dogs. Thanks again. Yep. Dogger. D dub we are recording
2: oh really okay i didn't <laughs> know it was on yet i'm, I'm not uh, i'm not fully prepared
0: well i can stop it and restart it
2: no 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 i'm, I'm uh, i can make it work all good
0: it's a stream of consciousness tonight it's just back to back to back uh i don't know why it worked out that way but it did did you have a good christmas did all your bets come true
2: uh, actually I did great over Christmas. I um, look really busy up here, but it's uh, I'm in Virginia. So it's kind of funny up here. They allow DraftKings uh, where you can bet like in game type stuff. Right. So I uh, was uh, Christmas Eve. I was with my brother-in-law and I mean, I, I was throwing out like $20 bets left and right. Uh, and, and I did. I did OK. But uh, I'm glad. actually glad George is not legal. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd get a single thing accomplished if uh if it was legal in Georgia.
0: Well, I thought it was merely frowned upon because about the only thing we don't have is casinos. It does it doesn't seem like um friendly wagers are policed.
2: I agree. Uh well uh this is I mean, yeah, this is online stuff. So I I promise you I could have found a person to take a bet. Uh, but, but online, uh, I think there are only 10 states that maybe, uh, that maybe don't allow gambling. I saw it on good morning America a couple of days ago, uh, that don't allow legal gambling, maybe 13 States. I'm not sure, but, uh, mm. so yeah, so I'm sitting there on, I'm, I'm eating some Mexican food and having a margarita and a shot tequila. And, and, <laughs> and I, I I say, is this guy going to score from the one yard line? Uh, yeah, that's, that's not a good, uh, good thing for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. Yeah, like you could immediately, if it was legal, go online and like, take that bet instantly.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, how about you and the family?
0: Uh, you know, old man, Christmas, I got clothes and, uh, I did get a party rocker. You didn't um, get a tie. What?
2: You didn't get a tie.
0: No tie. Old man, got old, old man
2: Christmas is always a tie. It's what I feel like. Well,
0: yeah, I know, but I, nobody wears ties anymore. So I, know, I got a belt.
2: I yeah. <laughs> Very good. I'm missing now our I'll
0: a, of- now. I'll get a big credit card bill because I gave there my kids go. money.
2: <laughs> I'm missing our but co- it makes vitriol. it easier when that's all you got to do.
0: That's right. So so it's it's me and you tonight. We got. uh, Buffalo, what is Buffalo? He's recruiting at Baylor. There's some big recruit he's trying to land or flip. I can't remember what he said. That's,
2: uh, you he's are trying, he's right. Trying to
0: right. He's trying to flip Amari Jefferson from Alabama to Georgia.
2: That's right. And he he's says in, we, need, and he said we need
0: Cam Sparks. He said we need him too. So, boys, you know where you need to go. So, listen to Buffalo. Uh, and I'm sure,
2: I'm sure Buffalo is working hard on that. He, uh, and I guarantee you, who he is. Uh, he'll do a good job. I, I heard you a little bit of, uh, just a minute ago on the NIL stuff. Uh, I think we'll flip the right people, and for the people that left Georgia, good riddance. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, some of it I think is um, not, you know, no, there's no animosity. If if you're talking right. to a guy right. and it's yeah. like, hey, you know. We love you. We got you're a three-star. You you we've coached you up, but we got a five-star coming in and the reality is it's going to be real hard for you to beat him out. Exactly. So if if you want to go and see what's out there, we're not going to hold it against you and then they can go somewhere and play and it's win-win.
2: That's exactly right. Yeah, uh obviously, uh, Rayola to uh, Nebraska. I, I don't have any super issues with that. So I think we're, uh, Georgia's and Kirby, we do